Yes, 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 yes. This is Gerald Peters. Welcome to the Money Flow. So, we continue the conversations in my truck. The idea, there is a concept, there is a way of, of living, like pursuing wealth when you don't make a lot of money. The less money you make, the more on plan, like targets, goals, you have to be. The US stock market this year, I don't know what it's gonna be at the close, but right now, like the S&P 500, shit, it's up 26, 27%, something like that. Meaning if you just a million bucks in an S&P 500 fund, you're, you're, you, got two, you got a quarter of a million dollars this year added in price appreciation. Now, some of that's added shares. That's one of the things people miss. Yeah, you, it's fine. Your stock goes from 40 to 80, but the only way to get your 80 is to sell it, right? That's why I like I like a lot of my appreciation. I mean, if when you get paid in shares, guess what you get? More money. Like, pay me in shares. That's, that's how you want to get paid. Think about that. It's when you own a stock and you know you may a lot of times people have just never owned enough to actually have this happen when you get when you like wake up and there is a hundred dollars that just went into your account like a bill boom there you go have fun and then they say uh same time next month and then you wake up on the 30th next month boom there's a hundred dollar bill I got obsessed with that, like early in life, to where it's like, okay, hold on. What if I got that to where every day I wake up and there's a hundred dollar boom, you know? Now, what if we, how do we get that to 200? How do we get that to 300? How do we get that to a thousand? How do we get $30,000 a month in cash flow, income that doesn't require time clock activity? Like, meaning, you're gonna have to do some shit. The most passive of income, purely, 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 purely passive, is dividends, investing in dividends. This is, that's the, the, the reason I enjoy it. it. Will you earn as much as you could in real estate? No, real estate leverages your money. That's why it works so well. You take a dollar, you put it in real estate, you're gonna get four to five dollars in investment return on that dollar. Your money's leveraged. So for $20,000, you take control of a $100,000 asset. You get the tax breaks of $100,000. You get to collect the rent on the $100,000. Your price appreciates on the $100,000. You only put 20, you finance the other 80, and someone else paid that loan back. Now go do that again and again and again and again and again and again and again, and that's how you get rich. There's no, there is nothing like real estate for building wealth because of the fa X factor, meaning you can do it again and again and again. That's what makes real estate so powerful. And what makes stocks so powerful, that in my opinion that's different than real estate, is the passivity. Meaning if you have a million dollars invested getting 10%, you're gonna get your $100,000 and you're never gonna have a phone call you're never going to go to a board meeting. You're never asked to do anything. They just send you money. 
They just send you money. That is as passive investing as you could possibly be. You know, so no, it doesn't earn as much as say real estate where you have control of the property, you gotta pay property taxes, you gotta maintain it, or pay someone to maintain it, but you still gotta make sure it gets maintained, right? You gotta make sure the mortgage payment gets paid, right? Like you you can outsource some of these things. You can outsource them, but the return goes down. That's the give and the take. And so we got two asset classes and I, I think you should use both of them. I think it's silly not to participate in an asset class like dividends, even if it's just a portion of your money. It's a no brainer. So if you know, you're know you one of my real estate friends, I have a lot of friends, well, not a lot, but a lot of people that I've met and communicated with here online through my Instagram. I do a little YouTube talks. I do another podcast called The Science of Getting Rich. I put out a thing called The Peters Report. I talk with people who buy assets or trying to trade or trying to flip houses or trying, like they're trying to make money with money. That's what that is. That's a game. They're trying to make money with money. The way you make money with money is you got to somehow make some money, active income, take said money, put it into the markets, either real estate or stocks. In other words, either real estate or business. You can only invest in real estate or business. That's it. Only two things. Don't get the stock market twisted like it's some conspiracy. It's just a market. It's just a market where there's people. And so, yeah, there are nefarious people involved. There's good people and bad people, but just people. Billions and billions and billions of dollars of dividends are paid like every month from the U.S. stock market. And you can just get in it. Just like you could just call a realtor and say, hey, I got 130 grand. Show me a house. I guarantee you he'll show you a house. And you may like it or not like it. He's going to find you a house. There's no barrier to entry other than calling him, getting your car, driving over, looking at it, and then making, taking on, do I assume the responsibility of this property so that I could rehab it or fix it or rent it or flip it or whatever so that I could get a return? You know, that's active management. That's active. And it's awesome. And I love doing that too. But I also like getting checks from Exxon and I didn't do a fucking thing. Nothing. Not a fucking thing. Not a phone call, not a meeting. And they just send me $500. I get to decide what to do with it. I might take the $500 and invest it in Uber. And then they pay me again, what do I do? I put it in Uber. Now I own Exxon and Uber and I'm still getting the income stream from Exxon. You begin to see the X factor, the same thing that happens with houses. When you get say 10 houses, all 10 are appreciating. All 10 loans are being paid down. All 10 are producing cash flow, and you're still doing this over here. And so this game can grow and multiply and expand to whatever level you psychologically could handle. There is no amount of fucking real estate that you could buy that the universe can't absorb and provide you. You want an apartment building? I promise you, you could get an apartment building, but you would have to have a plan. And the first step to acquiring it is first think it, right? Hold the thought and formless substance right out of the book, The Science of Getting Rich. In other words, make a plan, write it down, right? How do we get there? I got to come up with 30%. Well, how do I get 30%? Instead of just thinking, how do I get 30%? We begin to save money in the investments that multiply to get to the 30%. So the process starts with the process. You save a dollar. Like the way you buy a fucking apartment building is you save a dollar, and then $10, and then $10,000, and then $30,000, and you talk about it, and you write it down, and then you research, and then, you see what I'm saying? You manifest it. You make it happen. That's how I got 
almost, you know, I think, I think I'm at 50 now, 50, right around 50 stocks that all pay me money. Almost every day I wake up, $100 bill, $100 bill. What am I doing with that money? Whatever I want. Whatever I want. I, I want to go eat. I'll take that $100 bill I got today and go eat. Oh, maybe get some gas. What did I spend on it? Nothing. My investment bought the gas. My investment bought me the thing. My investment paid for the cell phone. I didn't buy the cell phone. Not my cell phone. I own the shares. That, when you make the mind link that I just said right there, do you understand that ownership of shares produced cash flow? Ownership of lots of shares produces what? Lots of cash flow. Ownership of a house produces what? A single stream of cash flow. And it's an amazing thing. Now what if you do it three more times? Now what do you have? You have four streams of income. You have four houses appreciating. Four mortgages, probably to the, you may have to have up, up to half a million in debt being paid down by someone else. Someone else is buying you the asset. The beautiful thing about stocks, same thing happens. The assets begin buying you assets. Or they could buy you dinner. It's up to you. What's your goal? What's the plan? What have you mapped out? Anybody can play that game. It takes a... I mean, to be real with someone, I always say it takes 7 to 10 years to build the foundation. Um, I used to say I used to say it takes 7 to 10 years to get rich. I realize maybe I'm misleading people. But 7 to 10 years is about right. If you're on the fast fucking track... And again, this is Gerald Peters. We're in my truck, right? The money flow tr- conversations in my truck. If you're on the fast track, seven to 10 years to get to a millionaire, I did that. I'm not bragging. All I did was fast track it. I talk about the steps all the time, like the basic steps. You have to get one source of income. You got to get it down on lock. And then you create a second one and then a third one and then a fourth one. And you push all that money into the necessities bucket where we have to eliminate debt first. No commercial, no, 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 no consumer debt, and then get our bills down low, and then we take a chunk of all that, and it slides to the le- to the right, goes into the savings bucket. We got to add to that. We got to get that to where it's two years of income. The worst case scenario, you have enough money assets set aside for the sole purpose of your quote do-over account or emergency fund. That's what this money is. Okay. That money's not for earning high yield. It's not for you to trade. This is separate from that. Part of the strategy that I teach in my books is you have to allocate money. You have to separate money. You can't lump it all into one thing. You'll fuck it up. You have to keep the long-term long and the short-term short. In other words, I can have a bad run trading. My buy and hold portfolio is still doing what it does. It goes up. It appreciates. Stocks go up 71% of the time. They pay me dividends every 90 days. If I'm sick, they pay me. If I didn't log in, they pay me. If I didn't take, see what I'm saying? I just get paid because I own them. Market's open to everyone. Think how many people you know have made all kinds of money and they don't get checks every month. They just chose not to. They chose not to, to not even look, to not to investigate that there was this wonderful thing. This is what pulled people out of poverty in the you know, 1700s. Public ownership of business. We get to invest in you and people and society. It's what it is. It's one of the noblest of professions. That's why they still refer to it as landlord. You have a fucking title. 
Anybody at your job entitled Lord? And yet, why do people, why do people socially accept that term, landlord? You don't hear any, any uh, politically incorrect people say anything about it, no. It's been ingrained in us. It's 5,000 year old blueprint of first owning the land. Well, the reason owning the land was so important was owning the production of the land. Because that's how production was done, through land. And you had landlords who collected the taxes and managed the labor and pushed, pushed the shit up to the king and, and, and gave him his cut. And this is, this is the structure. And then when we began to form partnerships and co-ops and groups and society began to advance to such a point where they created legal structure where you could then sell fractional pieces of a paper that was a legal binding tender to ownership in a company. And you're, you, could, you could give it to your kids. All of a sudden, you can literally store money as a normal person. That's now available. And that happens in like the 1700s. Happens different places, different times around the world. But it's like this in any country. You can buy stocks in Russia. You can invest in businesses in Russia. It's a different government structure you're working around. But there's billionaires in Russia. In all different, in internet, in, in oil servicing, mowing yards, investing in real estate. That is going on in every planet, uh, everywhere on this planet, in every country, one form or another. And in this country, anybody with a down payment and good credit can get in the game. It ain't that way in South Africa. It ain't that way in Nigeria. It ain't that way in Kandar, in Afghanistan, right? It ain't that way in Pakistan. But in this country, anybody with good credit, money, and the personal discipline to educate themselves and to put themselves into a position and a plan and work it can build wealth. And in seven to 10 years, blast the foundation, like just lay the foundation. And you go hard like I did, 15 years for sure, millionaire. I did it in 8.2. You could do it however you did, but here's what I caught. I got the job, solid. I had a solid part-time job that gave me the rest of the week to build a business. And I did. And all the money that came from the business, I pushed into real estate. And all the money that came from real estate, I pushed into dividend stocks. And I would just work, push, push, push. Work, push, push, push. Work, push. See what I'm saying? And that's what I did. And then seven years, it was massive. Buying two or three houses a year, saving up the down payments, putting them down, doing work myself, pushing the... So now I'm getting cash flow, 200, 400, 600, 800, 1,000. So this month I collect $2,000 in positive cash flow rent I don't need because I'm working. And I push that into... What happens when you start investing two and $3,000 a month, month after month, year after year? What happens then? Oh, and you're getting dividends. So now you're collecting rents and dividends. And you just keep pushing it back and you shelter it. So you go and you read, well, what is an IRA? And what is a Roth IRA? And what is a SEP IRA? And you figure it out and you pick one so that you could shelter money. Keep the government's hands off the money. You don't have to. You could. And now you get that to five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars and it's pushing two scene. It's producing 20 grand a year in dividends. It's appreciating, you know, 30, whatever it is, the 10%. It's moving up. And, and it just grows and grows. And the rich get richer because rich people own assets that produce cash flow that when times get tough, guess what you do? 
You just cut back. Rich people do the same thing. They just cut back. The difference is they get paid for not working. You understand that? Like rich people lose businesses. When businesses go out of business, if you're the rich fuck dude that owned it, you lost money too, right? Warren Buffett owned Kraft at $72. It fell to fucking 25. He felt that. It was billions of dollars, right? Ego, pride, all that. Boom, wealth wiped out. Something happens like that to me and you. Half of us can't recover. That's enough to scare somebody out of playing the game. Because one company of 9,000 went out of business. So they, they can't build up the courage to even get in the game. They just stay surfs. I'll just work and work and work and work and I'll work for fucking ever. Never build wealth because one day I might lose some. And that's, that's, that fear is real. Right? That fear is real. And the, the other half, you know, I recently read an article that said, the average length that a portfolio is held by an American is 4.3 years of people who've been invested for 30 years. You've been invested for three, 30 years, but the longest you held a portfolio was 4.3 years. Now, do how does that make sense? Why? Because they keep changing their investing strategy. Oh, I'm gonna buy and hold this. Oh, wait, I read this bad article. Wait, oh, no, no. See what I'm saying? And they let the fear of the downside scare them. Instead of seeing it as opportunity, or, or here's the other thing, they're, they're smarter than everyone else. And so they're going to step aside, let it go down. Then they're going to move it all back in at the bottom and then ride it all back at the top and then get out at the top. And for the rest of their fucking life, they're just going to time the market perfectly and everything's going to go great. See, that's the problem. When you pull that off once, what do you do the next one? Because you're already scared. You're going to be scared in the next one and the next one and the next one because you never address the mental issue with why are you fearful this is why when you take out, when you pay off debt by using your home, you consolidate on a home equity loan. It makes it really easy because they spread it out over 30 years. Bam, you pay off all your debt and act like you were debt free. Problem is you never actually dealt with the problem why you had so much debt because you wiped it out like that. You took the easy way out. And that's what people do. And so they don't study. They don't read history. But then there's some of us that do. And that's why we have to connect. We have to listen. We have to get in, you know, into what I call the money flow. Be following that with a sense of opportunity. Like in looking forward to downdrafts. Looking forward to quality companies being on sale. Looking forward to watching the business cycle. We understand rates are going to go up. Rates are going to go down. The economy is going to go up. The economy is going to go down. I got to get my fucking buckets right. I need my job on lock. I need my side hustle, my side business down. I need assets that are producing cash flow that are fucking bulletproof. Bulletproof. When you have, say, $25,000 invested in four or five different electric companies, in recessions, do electric companies not get paid? No, they tend to get paid, right? Most of the time. You keep getting your dividends. People keep using their cell phones. You see what I'm saying? And if you invest in the right asset classes, when that happens, you get, you have assets that allow you to take advantage of the discounts. Because now you could take the dividends and buy what? More shares. Why would you want to buy more shares? To get richer. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing, man. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing. <laughs>